this is the Front Page Podcast from the Red and Black. I'm your host, John James. In this episode, I'll be sitting down with Red and Black news editor Libby Hobbs to discuss some tips and tricks to help you improve your time management skills. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Libby. Thanks for inviting me on the podcast, John. I'm happy to be here. So we're now in the midst of the semester once again, which means students across Athens are having to juggle all their responsibilities from school to extracurriculars to a social life to actual jobs. And that puts a lot of pressure on them to (laughs) manage all those things at the same time. I've been trying to walk that line myself for a while now. (laughs) I'm almost four years into college at this point. So it... The point is, over those four years, I've hit some bumps and some bruises, and I'm I'm not sure I've actually improved my time management skills much. So with that in mind, I'm inviting you on the show today in the hopes that you can help talk me into improving my time management <laughs> skills, and also along the way, maybe helping out some of our listeners. Can you do that, Libby? I can certainly try, John James. Fantastic. So... First off, just run through some of your, some of your jobs, some of your responsibilities that help you improve your time management skills on a weekly basis. So I have a lot going on at the moment. I'm the news editor at The Red and Black, but I'm also involved in a lot of Grady events. I'm a Grady ambassador. I'm helping restart ONA SBJ, which is Online News Association and Society of Professional Journalists. I'm also helping restart the Asian American Journalists Association. I'm involved in my church ministry, Episcopal Campus Ministry. I'm in Leaven Leaders, just a lot of different things that take up multiple nights of the week. And I can surely tell you that I would classify myself as a busy person. But some of the things that I think are really basic that kind of help me get through it all, Google Calendar. Google Calendar is my lifesaver. And honestly, the best part about it, I have a bunch of fun colors in it um, to at least make it look visually pleasing. So every day I wake up and I look at it, it's a little overwhelming, but certainly that's how I get through my days is just constantly checking, all right, what do I have to do next? I have heard that recommendation so many times, get a calendar, manage a calendar. And every time I've tried, it's just been really overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. I'm an anxious person by nature, but... On the other hand, I have a running notes app that I've had for the past three years, which is just do this today, do this tomorrow, which is the most bare bones calendar you can get. So my calendar isn't any better than your calendar. I would recommend Libby's way personally. I can say that on Google Calendar, there's a Google Tasks option. Um, and through there, you can make different lists. So like, for example, I have to do, I have something called a Rob list. So that's just an ongoing list of things that I want, like clothes or things. I have a grocery store list. I have later projects. So that's like long-term things that I'm hoping to do one day. So you can kind of incorporate your list in your Google Notes or whatever notes app you use with Google Calendar through Google Tasks. All right, we're getting somewhere. Other than calendars and Google Tasks, what kind of what, what's your process for juggling those responsibilities in other ways? Something that's really, really important is to obviously consider your mental health and make sure that you're scheduling time in your day to take a rest. And so I personally like to keep my Google Calendar for school things, for work things, but 
when I look at it, I can see like, oh, for today after 7 p.m., I don't have anything to do. I'm going to go get dinner with my friends or I'm going to hop on this podcast with John, you know, just stuff like that to kind of schedule out some time in your day to observe your surroundings, unplug, think about life and what you're hoping to do one day, like long-term aspirations. Uh, and I think that's something else that I I really value and make time for in my everyday that helps me de-stress. For, for me personally, taking that time off, shutting yourself down, not answering emails, putting right. your phone on do not disturb, turning yeah. on a good movie, those are all like very, very important for me in maintaining my mental health mm-hmm. and not getting overwhelmed, not, not drowning in all the various things that I've got to do. But how do you draw those boundaries? How do you say no when you've got so many things flying at you all the time? That's a hard question. I feel like that's a question we'll be answering for the rest of our lives. How do you say no? To be honest, John, I'm not very good at it. I feel like as busy people, if we were good at saying no, we wouldn't be in this situation, right? But I have made active steps to get better at saying no. One thing that I've done is after 9 p.m., I do not touch red and black, which to me has been monumental. I spend that time studying for classes, like my grades have gotten better because of that. So thinking about your physical spaces where you do your work, for example, I do a lot of my work in my dorm. And so after 9 p.m., I say, I'm in my room, usually most of the time, I'm not going to touch my work. I'm going to stop associating my relaxation spots with work. And I think that's really key. Um, So for you, like if you live in an apartment, you know, setting a designated space where you go to do your work and you say, okay, before 8 p.m. or sorry, before 8 p.m., I'm going to do work. But after 8 p.m., I'm saying no, I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to take a break and then I'll come back to studying maybe in a few hours. So I think thinking about physical space is really big when it comes to saying no, just like it does like not just a mental boundary, but also a physical boundary. Never really thought about that, but that's a very very interesting point. The way I've tried to maintain boundaries, and I'm not very good at it, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. There's a there's a commitment level sometimes that I just find myself slipping, and all right. when I when I want to cut myself off, I'll find myself, hey, I need to do this tomorrow. I've got these two interviews tomorrow that I need to go ahead and write questions for. But otherwise, like when when I when I've tried to say this is me time. I don't do any work whatsoever. I am completely invested in relaxing and taking this time off. But like I said, I'm not very good at saying <laughs> no. It Sometimes I just always find myself slipping back into work mode. Me and too. I think we can all just like work on that kind of commitment to preserving our mental health and our mental peace. Whenever you are thinking about how to say no to things, don't make it another task for you to do. Like the whole point is for you to be scheduling and carving time out for yourself. And so whenever we frame it as, oh, I need to get better at this. This is something I need to work on. I feel like that also can slip really easily into an unhealthy mindset, right? Because you're just making it another long-term thing that is just sitting in the back of your mind. And then it's like each day that you spend not working on that, it's like, oh, I should have been doing that, right? So I think we also have to keep in mind, give ourselves a little bit of grace, you know, when it comes to whenever we say no versus when we say yes. And just recognizing that each week is going to be a different week. Some days you're you're 
you can be stretched a little bit more and then some weeks you're not able to be stretched at all <laughs> so along that line of giving yourself grace do you ever feel like some kind of guilt when you're taking that time for yourself when maybe you f- you feel like you should be working on something for sure <laughs> that is definitely the case um kind of talking about how I stopped doing work after 9 p.m. last semester so fall 2023 I it was my first semester as news editor and I was just figuring out the ropes learning how to do all of this and most nights I would be uploading stories in a box at 1 a.m. around that time and just hours of editing uh, trying to perfect the story and make sure that it's as good as you know good as work as we can put out and setting that boundary was really hard because when I go to sleep I think like okay I have to edit this story I have to get it up into blocks before 9 a.m tomorrow I need to put this one up before 12 I need to put this one up before 2 p.m and sometimes it feels easier to just spend that extra hour right um, editing or putting it into putting the stories up on the site and so I definitely do think I feel that guilt for not for not taking that time to do work but I've also seen so much benefit come from the other side of it. Now I now that I am taking time for myself, like I said, my grades have gotten better. I honestly enjoy my classes a lot more, which was really surprising. Last semester, I hated, like, not all my classes, but I just was not having fun because I felt like I wasn't contributing. I felt like I wasn't doing a good job. And now that I'm putting equal effort into all the things I'm involved in, my quality of life has gotten better, too. So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, it was very helpful. Uh, One thing that I've thought of repeatedly over my period of learning how to manage time and things like that is the question of, and I heard this years ago, I've forgotten where, do you live to work or do you work to live? (laughs) When you ask yourself, who am I as a person, is your answer, oh, I'm a journalist, I'm a student, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, or is your answer, I'm a human being? And I should let myself off the hook sometimes. And I think your answer to that particular question says a lot about who you are as a person and how willingly you will, like, address situations with mental health or overworking or things like that. Kind of to answer the, like, do you work to live or do you live to work? If someone came up to me and said, hey, like, who are you? I probably would be like, oh, I'm Libby. I'm the news editor at The Red and Black. But I think that honestly speaks larger to just culture in the United States. Like, I mean, I think every person here kind of puts their identity and measure of worth into what they accomplish and what can be put on paper and what can be shown off in the world, right? So that's something that has to change, you know, across culture, and that's not easy to do. No, it is a great point. It's like the culture of the United States kind of instills this working mentality in mm-hmm. us. Uh, we need to be so, so very efficient and so capable all of the time mm-hmm. and kind of unfailing to an extent where you just you just have to be able to get everything done that's asked of you no matter what. But moving on, we've talked about we've talked about uh, kind of taking some time off for yourself. We've talked about managing responsibilities that are always being thrown at you it seems like but when there are multiple things coming at you at the same time how do you prioritize those do you compartmentalize what's your process if you have to pick one thing over the other and and that kind of thing personally i am very driven by deadlines which is great that i'm a journalist because we are constantly on a deadline 
So kind of what you're saying, compartmentalize. I think about everything that's being thrown at me. I kind of categorize them into their, you know, respective like work, school, extracurriculars, et cetera, categories. And then how I rank them is based on what deadline needs to get done first. So for example, if I have an interview scheduled, that is high priority. I cannot reschedule that, cannot miss that. But if I have a worksheet that is due tomorrow at 9.35, that can wait until later tonight. That doesn't have to get done right this second. And then with extracurriculars, emails. I have to send a ton of emails, but there's this beautiful thing called schedule send. So I can wait till later tonight. I can schedule send that baby for 8 a.m. tomorrow instead of sending it at like 1 a.m. So I think how I kind of rank them is just based on the deadline. Like what needs to get done right now and what can I technically push off to later? Totally agree with that. Schedule send has saved my life so many times. It saved me so many odd looks where people would have received an email like 3.30 in the morning. Right. But yeah, I, I agree with that compartmentalization kind of thing. It's just a matter of what needs to be done and when. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can get jumbled. But I try to keep track of what I have a cushion for. So like if, I, if there's an interview that I have to be that I know I have to be there at this time or else I'm going to miss this entirely. But like you said, if there's a worksheet due in 24 hours, I will find a way in that span of time to get that worksheet done if I if I value that class. And I think that speaks to another kind of aspect of like time management is priorities and what you value as a person. Like a person asked me recently, what do I value most in my life? And my answer was, I value my relationships with my friends and my family more than anything. And that kind, I want to kind of reflect that in the things that I do and what I put most important on my schedule. So like if I have a worksheet due at midnight and I ha- there's a friend's birthday party also on that night, I'll try to squeeze in the worksheet as soon as possible so I can get to that friend's birthday party and show them that I care. So I think that's another thing when you're managing your time is you want to keep in mind what you value as a person, what's important to you and the larger aspect of things. I was just talking with someone about values earlier today. I think narrowing down those top three things that you have to have in your life, right? Something I learned in therapy actually was to make a list of wants and needs. Um, And so every year at the beginning of the year on January 1st, I make a list of wants and needs and goals for the year. And I think kind of narrowing down and naming those people, those relationships, right, that you just have to have in your life can kind of help you with that time management because then you're saying, nope, I am choosing my friendships. I am choosing my church ministry and I am choosing my, you know, whatever it may be. And those are your three priorities. And so whatever else has to kind of go around that. And to your point, like at my church ministry, every week we have events from 7 to 8 p.m. on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. And I just, at the beginning of the semester, I go ahead and put that in my Google calendar. Like, I am busy during that time. And so I think thinking about your wants and needs and your values is a really important part of figuring out where to put your time. I think that goes back to that question of, do you live to work or do you work to live? Are you going to be a friend first? Are you going to be a brother, a cousin, whatever first? Or are you going to be a worker first? And that's just you asking yourself, who do I want to be as a person? 
But I've, I've talked enough. I've asked you enough questions, Libby. Are there any other time management talking points, any any hot takes, any, any advice you want to get off your chest before we let you go? I have hot takes just in general, but maybe not about time management. As for things that I suggest, please get exercise. It is really important to just go on a walk, go to the gym, do something to de-stress. Um, I carve out three days a week to go swim laps in Ramsey Rec Pool or to go on a run with my friends or, like I said, go walk at the Greenway. And now that the weather is getting nicer, I feel like it's a great time to kind of form those habits and also just give yourself patience. It takes a long time for habits to really get formed solidly. And so just wake up every day and know that you are doing your best and that there are people who care about you and want you to succeed. And you should give yourself the same respect that you give others, right? And so just be patient and it takes time to nail things down. And as long as you're trying, you're doing a lot better than some people. Can't really speak to the patience thing because I'm still working on giving myself oh. patience. But I totally agree with that exercise point. I, I get in my head a lot. I overthink things, and when I get like that, the only thing that can calm me down is going for a walk in the in the sunlight, getting some fresh air, smiling at a stranger. It's it's getting out in the world, getting getting those in hormones Endorphins. flowing, yeah. get get your blood pumping. That that really calms me down when I need it, and it, it really helps me like sort things out in my head when I get overwhelmed. Other than that, my only hot take, treat yourself with kindness. Treat others nicely. If if you give other people grace, they'll give you grace. They'll understand when you when you kind of get overwhelmed, when you struggle with your time management. But that's all just being a human being, being yeah. nice to other people. That's my hot take. All right. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Libby. I had a great time. This has been The Front Page. Front page is a production of the Red and Black Publishing Company. Make sure to download our app and keep up with us on social media. Don't forget to check out our other podcast here at the Red and Black. We hope to see you next week.